What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and let you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, must motivate. Hold all the moves, I'ma play play. On the way. On the way to the big check, you ain't know I'm up next when I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Millison, here with my co-host Deanna Kent. What's up, everybody? And uh today we have a, another another special guest. I think this is gonna be another valuable episode for the <laughs> listeners. And uh, he's an investor. He's a certified financial educa- education instructor. He's the uh, co-founder of 200K. He's also the co-host or the co- Corporate Coke and Smack podcast, which I was a guest on. We had a super, super dope episode. And they spent a lot of gems on their podcast, so definitely go check out their podcast as well. And his name is Josh. So welcome to the show, bro. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good, is it good afternoon or good morning, depending on where you are. Yeah, I'm on the East Coast. Y'all on the West Coast. So. Right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good morning. Right. It's ten morning, here, people. so. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I I feel like this is a this is a I I I've been wanting to get you on here for a while, man. Especially after I did your podcast and I love what y'all are doing. So I'm like, yeah, I I gotta get you back on back on my show, so. Welcome, man. Glad you're here. Thank you. Just Thank out you. of curiosity, why did y'all name it Corporate Coke and Smack? <laughs> so the way that we came up with that podcast name, Corporate Coke and Smack, was uh, my co-host and I, we both grew up in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, there was a rapper there called Lowell Scooter, and um, he had a song called Bird Flu, and the uh, chorus was like, we selling a scramble Coke and Smack, we selling a scramble Coke and Smack, which... That was that's a street reference, right. to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, we and us being uh, corporate financial guys, we wanted to blend the two because we felt that we wanted something that could gravitate to multiple audiences. Because the thought was, all right, if it's like too too serious, like people are gonna listen for like five minutes and then they're gonna be like, all right, put the rap music back, you know, put the Gotti back on or right. Or the nip or whatever. So uh, yeah, that's how kind of kind of how we came up with that name for Coke and Smack. Just bringing like you know some financial stuff with like some real relatable, practical topics that people can relate to every day. Just you know in their personal lives and you know career lives as well. See, that's, that's 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 dope, man. I know she she asked me that after I did y'all. So I was like, I don't know. I'm yeah, like, I was like so confused. <laughs> I'm like, what what was y'all talking about? I'm like, I'm like, it's a dope name to me. Often, like we get that often because you know, like not everyone. He was a he was starting to get uh, national stardom. I think he, I think he was killed like yeah. maybe a year and a half or two years ago after the char- charity basketball game. Yeah. But um, man, anybody in Baltimore, they'll they'll know about it. So yeah, I, I know. Uh, I used to listen to him because I be listening to Scola. So okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Scola, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know who uh, Scola is. But nice, nice. <laughs> but uh, the first like the first question I always like asking our guests is. Like, uh, what was the start? Like, what was the start of your, like, financial journey? Your just, like, doing what you're doing. What was the start of it? The start of my financial journey probably came in my childhood. Uh, my okay. grandfather, 
he was big into uh, real estate investing in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually the first ever African American uh, uh, fire chief in the Baltimore City uh, Police Department. So mm-hmm. that's just a little historical fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just watching him growing up, um, just seeing how he ran, you know, his own business, and just seeing how he used like uh, prudence and his decision making, and you know, the tactics and the strategies he used, just even that things down to uh, tenant management, like just seeing how he uh, maintained those relationships in, in a good manner. Um, so that's kind of where, like, my financial journey started. Uh, and then, you know, just growing up and then, you know, going through school and things like that, just building on it over time. Okay. That's, that's interesting that you said your, uh, what, your, what your grandfather did because, like I, I, I often talk, had this conversation. Like so many of us, we def, we the first generation of doing what we doing. You know what I mean. So if you had to see your grandfather be the example, do you feel like they like gave you like a head start? Yeah, I would say somewhat. Uh, he was kind of like the physical father figure. Uh, my dad, he's still living, but he didn't live with me. I grew up just with my mom and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for about ten years. My mom and I, we lived across the street from my grandparents. Oh, that's so, dope. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I would go to his house, like, after school and stuff like that, if, you know, my mom didn't want me home by myself. Um, but, yeah, yeah, he definitely uh, served as a great role model. Mm-hmm. And like you said, um, just having him, you know, someone I can relate to and someone close to me, not just, like, you know, me and a mentor, like, that's actually, you know, family. That's my granddad. Yeah. Like, we got team, you know, the genetic pool. So, um yeah, just growing up around him, that was definitely a blessing. Um, and yeah, I would say it was a head start in yeah. some, some, some manner. And that's dope. I mean, because so, so many people, especially in our community, we would hear the word, oh, it, it was a head start. And we look at it as like, oh, man, you had a silver spoon in your mouth. You did. Your parents had this. Your grandparents had that. Like, as a bad, like, it's, as if it's a bad thing. Like, how yeah, silly like is that? Start from the like, like, no, like, but how silly is that, though? We all want to give our kids, grandkids, a head start. That's what you're supposed to do. So like we yeah. the only, we the only people that look at it as like, oh, if you ain't start from nothing, you ain't you ain't doing nothing for like yo. That don't make no that makes zero sense. But yeah, I saw like a Bible scripture. It says something relating to like you know you supposed to leave your children yeah. with an inheritance. So you know like even don't bring up you know like a religious uh, argument is like that. Like yeah. you just bring that up. Yeah. Just know that. You know, everyone doesn't have to start as, you know, a first-time millionaire in their right. family. I think, I guess, it's a big meme going around right now on social media. Like, uh, retweet if you're going to, you know, your state, you're going to be the first millionaire in your family. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to retweet it because I'm not going to be the first millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's dope, man. That's like, that's how it's supposed to be. We, we, I feel like, in my opinion, I feel like we shouldn't be the first generation of, of wealth builders. Even though a lot of us are, that really shouldn't be the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, but it, it been. yeah, but it is what it is. So uh, it's whatever. But uh, so another question I want to ask was how? So how long have you been like actively investing? So I started uh, with stock investing about three years ago mm-hmm. um, when I was working at a financial firm and. Once a month, they would bring in a representative from the uh, investment banking uh, side of the company. And I was like, yo, like, 
why wait? So I went up and opened up a, a Roth IRA and a taxable mm-hmm. account. And I really just learned through trial and error and just doing my own research and just reading a, a bunch of articles. Um, my Probably my best resource when I first started was Investopedia.com. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, I used them a lot to yeah. just learn about the uh, critical and important fundamentals about investing, you know, risk management, diversification, mm-hmm. just little things that's important, you know, when you go in your portfolio. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's how I got started with that. And from there, man, I was just like, yo, this is cool. Like, once you make, like, your first uh, capital gain from a sale, you're like, all right, this is dope. Like, yeah. you can get money. Um, you know, I, and I uh, self-directed, so I don't have to call anybody. Like, I can just, you know, place my trades from mm-hmm. my phone, the app. So, yeah, that's, that was uh, how I got started into uh, stock investing. And then uh, real estate investing. Um, so, currently, I house hack. Um, so, I have a roommate in my house. Mm-hmm. And then I also uh, joined in on a couple deals on a, um, in an investment club. On a couple houses, um, one in Detroit and another one in another state. Um, and I'm, uh, right now, I'm slowly working on uh, building up uh, my wholesaling business mm-hmm. with my partner, Reggie. Um, so that's right now okay. what I got going on in terms of investing. Okay. What um, made you decide to be hands-on with your stock investing? Because I know a lot of people are like afraid to do that and they'd rather have like a broker do it for them. So what like kind of made you decide, no, I'm going to just do it myself? I would say my risk tolerance. Like mm. I'm the type that's going to jump out there and try it. Uh, my mindset changed one day. I was talking with some friends and I like to have money talks with my friends, by the way, because mm-hmm. I think that's healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody who shy away from it, you know, that's like a red flag. Yep. So we're having money talks with my friends one day. I'm just thinking, writing down stuff. Okay, you know, we're buying $30 fish of Syrah, uh, you know, Patron. And I'm like, this money could go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, let me just give it a try. And then I also I heard positive things just about stock investing in general, where, you know, over time, most people come up, you know, your um, your assets are going to appreciate versus, you know, if you're buying clothes or shoes, things like that, those are, you know, they depreciate in value. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's, that's what really got me started. I was just curious, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to open this account. I'm going to put some money in here, and I'm going to see what it do. <laughs> mm, okay. So, so what's – uh? because I know a, a common question that people always ask me about stocks, they say – so when do you know when's the when when's the time to sell it? And I always just be like, uh, it depends on it. Really depends on you. But I'll say like, if it, if the price went up like rapidly, I'll say that might be a good time to sell it. If you held it for a while, the price uh went up a good amount a good amount. That might be a good time to sell it. If it's dropped, if it's continuously been dropping, you might want to get out of that ASAP instead of hold on to it and having that crazy faith. But what do you think is a good time to sell it for the people that's listening? So I first want to touch on the point where you said if it keeps dropping, mm-hmm. it might be a time to sell. I always tell people that, you know, you can sell for losses. Mm-hmm. Aside, like you said, it may not bounce back. Right. And the time horizon that you plan on holding it. So it's okay to sometimes, you know, sell for losses so that you can take those funds and place them somewhere in a different investment that might appreciate. Mm-hmm. But in terms of when to sell, 
I would say it's all about uh, doing your research, mm-hmm. setting a target for yourself. Yep. I mean, in terms of if it's a short-term play, like if it's a day trade or it's a swing trade, um, th- I think that's more so applicable to, you know, uh, setting a um, goal of uh, when to uh, sell. So I would say um, reading charts, learning how to read charts um, is important, like candlestick charts. Mm. Um, there are a lot of um, resources online to um, help you with that. So I use that. Um, and also, like I said, just uh, following the target that um, I set for myself in terms of that stock. Um, I know this past Wednesday, I had a stock, uh, Cormedics. You might have seen me tweeting about it. It They did a reverse stock split on uh, Wednesday morning before the opening of the market. Mm-hmm. And like Thursday, that thing exploded. Like, yeah, I, I think I seen you, I seen it what you're talking 25%, about. It went um, up 25%. But I sold, so I actually sold out of it at about 24%. I sold a third of my position out of it, mm-hmm. and then I kept some in because I felt like it still could go up some more in which it did the next day. So uh, one strategy that I use is maybe break up your uh, that position of that um, particular security into, like, uh, portions. So say, okay, maybe if you get to this, tar- this price, I'll sell, you know, a third of it or a fourth of it. Um, so yeah, just having a, a, a game plan going into it, I think is the most important part because so often people, uh, allow their emotions to be involved, mm. like when it comes to just money in general and mm-hmm. especially like with stocks, like you say, like, for instance, with that stock, I could have saw it zoom up and like unrealistically, I could have been like, oh yeah, this thing is going, you know, it ended up selling with like $9.50, but I could have been like, oh, my mind, I think it's going to go 13, right. which you you know, if I would have thought that way, hypothetically, it would have never come. But because I had a strategy in place on, okay, I want to sell this at this price. Mm-hmm. I want to sell, you know, if I see it starting to come down, all right, let me lock in some more gains, another third. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would just say just setting your uh, price strategy and also um, just monitoring, you know, the price movement. Mm, that's that's important right there, having that strategy. So just know, all right, this is the point. If it gets to this point, this is what I'm selling. Right. People, a lot of people, they don't be. They just be like, "I'm just going on the wind," so they keep going up. And you like, you don't know. You like, you get greedy at that point. You see it keep going. You're like, oh, let me go on some more. Better go on some more. But uh, right, I know. I want to ask you another question. So, uh, we all know recently, uh, Lyft just had his IP, uh, IPO or whatever. So, I was so I was thinking about investing into it, and I seen the evaluation, and I'm like, yo, that's that's too high. I'm like, I'm gonna wait a couple. I, I think I'm gonna wait a couple weeks. Is Way to hit like reality for real, or the real evaluation. What was what was your thoughts on? And do you even think Lyft is a good a good company to invest in? Um, I had a similar opinion on that stock. Um, one, the valuation I felt was high, mm-hmm. and then secondly, if you look at the history of tech IPOs, um, the the initial share price yeah. from when it. Um, you know, initially hits the market, the initial public offering, it um, does decrease in value, like in the short term, like, in the, you know, in a couple months mm-hmm. when it's first on the market. Um, now, in terms of the company itself, of course, its biggest competitor is Uber. Uber. Um, and it seems like those two are, are, you know, dominating the market share in terms of, uh, you know, uh, ride sharing. But, yeah, I would be curious to see um, how that stock moves. Me, myself, yeah, I, I didn't invest in it. I had some people hit me up 
saying like, yo, did you invest in it? And I'm like, nah, I, I stayed away from that. Because yeah. I just want to see. Because this is also the first ride sharing company um, on the market on the as market. well. Yep. So I just want to see how investors react to it. Um, and also, I, did, I don't know much about the company um, from a management standpoint. Mm. So that's also something else, um, you know, when I talk about prudence and doing your research is, you know, not just looking at um, the, the, well, in this case, it's IPO. So it's no previous uh, price movement or any, you know, historical data to go off of. But even if you can just learn about the company itself and the management, that's uh, that's a major component. And also just what other um, initiatives they may have coming out. Because right, right now we just want to have ride sharing, but um, I would imagine, you know, in the future they're going to bring out, uh, you know, other aspects of the business or maybe uh, delve into different lanes that can open up more sources of revenue. So um, I know a lot of people that I talk to struggle with trying to figure out what stocks or which companies to invest in. And we talked to someone on the podcast. I don't remember who said, but they said they only, I think it was Todd Millionaire. But he said he only invests in, like, the, un- I don't want to say unknown, but, like, the companies that aren't doing so well. So he goes for what for um what the the unpopular companies where everybody isn't investing in. So for you, do you follow a similar strategy or, like, how do you choose which stocks you want to go for? So my personal strategy is um, I stick to a lot of um uh, biotech or pharma stocks that's just personally been uh the sector that i have performed best in um like you previously mentioned i would say um i would agree i was taught meaning that that if you can find stocks that are undervalued um in terms of you know you're looking like uh price earnings ratios like the different financial metrics um do your research um as you can see i keep stressing the word research Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but uh, yeah, like find an undervalued company because they have the most upside. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you buy into a company like, I mean, Walmart or just like you know some of the conglomerates, you know they're, they're gonna they're gonna experience growth, but not as much upside as like you know a new startup company who has an innovative idea, um, something of that nature. So yeah, I, that's the type of companies I look for, like companies who are coming out with innovative ideas. Yes, there's more risk to it. But if you can follow the company and see the steady improvements that they're making, like for instance, in pharmaceutical companies or biotech companies, they often have um, trials uh, that they're going through to test, like you know, whatever new medicine, or um, like in the case of Cormedics, um, they're making a catheter lock um, to help to prevent infectious diseases. So. You know, follow follow some companies, not just one, because you know you want to diversify. Follow mm-hmm. companies, and um, like I said, if you see something that's looking very promising, yeah, yeah invest in it. That's, yeah. You know, put your money out there. Okay, so I want to, I know I want to ask you something else. I want to ask you was, what are your thoughts on forex? Because a lot a lot of people hit me up asking about forex, and I'm like. I mean, I'm not into it. I don't really, I'm not like super informed on it. So I just tell people that like, yo, I don't know. You're going to have to do your own research on that. I ain't too hip like on Forex. And, and I feel like the people that I see that always message me trying to get me into it or they act like, or they asking about it, it's always the people that's like, 
Like, and I, I ain't trying to call nobody out or nothing, but it's like they selling like this fake lifestyle. It's like they'll be like yeah. posted about like a Lamborghini or something, and they'll be like, "Oh man, I I'm, I made five thousand dollars this morning with Forex, blah blah blah." Click the link to learn how. You know what I'm saying? It just be like this 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 okay. fake lifestyle. It seemed like yeah. so. I'm like, just seeing that. It gives Forex a bad rap in my eyes because it makes me not want to get into it when I see shit like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I, even though I don't really know it, when I see people doing that, I'm like, yeah, I'm staying away from it. So what's, what you think about Forex? So right now, Forex is, is, is definitely becoming more popular. Yeah. Uh, similar to your situation, I've had people hit me up about it. I think just based on just seeing me, you know, talk about stock investing. Mm -hmm. um, so with Forex, Personally, I'm not investing to it. I have had a couple friends who recently got into it, and they've had uh, great results from it. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk about like the fake lifestyle yeah. or the not, uh, I, I would agree sometimes that um, people only talk about the good, the good. not like, any of the bad. Mm -hmm. um, because like recently, I had someone hit me up about it, and. Like, they were telling me about it, all of this stuff. And then I did, I was, like, just looking through their page and just seeing, like, some of the screenshots they were showing of, like, their trades. And um, apparently, like, the, I guess the price movement, it, it didn't it didn't look, like, very authentic. Right. You know, it might cut out, like, some of the downside. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would agree that some people are selling the fake lifestyle, the facade. But um, I, I do want to I do want to get into it. Um, I understand that for one, it's um, you know it's a global thing, so mm -hmm. it's twenty four seven. Unlike the stock market, which right. is open only like what six and a half yeah. hours a day. Yep. So yeah, I, I do want to venture to it personally. I, I'm not uh, you know well versed in it right now, right. but I have heard great things about it. So yeah, I am looking forward to uh, learning a little bit about it. I don't see how I'm gonna become an expert. Right. I'm stick to what I've been good at. But yeah. I don't think it, you know hurts to learn about it. Yeah, it could be another source of income, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I plan on looking up into it eventually soon too. It's just that I feel like the people that's a lot of the people that's in it, they make they they market it terribly yeah. because they they like I said they just said they just sell it as this this fake this fake lifestyle. So most of the people that's getting started in that they they pretty much immature with investing anyway so you and you giving off their persona is like they they just that's just prime for failure in my eyes but yeah, the, the, I, yeah I would say that also um because some of the clubs they have the marketing aspect to it mm -hmm. and that kind of turns me off yeah. like I want to just I'm here to like make money right I'm not be like a recruiter or anything like that right you know, if I want to get out go on like a college campus and Set up a table. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. That's there. Uh, somebody hit me up about it, and I, I like they sent me a link to the website, but it wasn't that much information. And then they sent me like YouTube videos, but they still like wasn't giving a lot of information. And then it was just, like something about trading yeah. like over different currencies. And I'm like, I just I don't like like if I can't find like information Circle, all over the internet on it, I don't really like it. I'm like, it's it just seemed you know too. Hidden, like yeah, too sketchy. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, I, I, another thing I want to ask you is about two hundred k. So for the people that don't know, do you mind explaining what is your company two hundred k? Yep. Uh, so two hundred k um is a financial club. Um, 
that's going to be launching pretty soon. Um, my partner, Brandon, and I, um, the idea behind it was to not only uh, improve financial literacy uh, for the members and just for the community in general, but to also have a centralized location where people can come to for um, any real estate needs, like stock needs, um, like entrepreneurship in general, mm-hmm. where um, we'll have um, a portion of the website dedicated to um, companies who can list um, their services on there. Uh, so when people, you know, may need uh, someone to do the LLC, you know, they can come there and find, you know, someone maybe if not in their state, someone who can service their state um, in terms of LLCs. Or if you have a real estate deal and you may be looking for a buyer or someone to joint venture with, you, know, you can come there and, you know, if you want to post your deal on there or just. Um, if we just backtrack just to someone just beginning their financial journey, mm-hmm. uh, they can come there. You know, we'll have blog posts about um, up-to-date uh, news or anything that's going on that could affect you financially, like just anything from the uh, IRA contribution limits being increased this year, like something like that that would apply to people or are there any, like, uh, changes to tax laws. Um, because I think oftentimes... Um, People do forget about taxation, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of the business. They just think about, like, you know, revenues and expenses, mm-hmm. but taxation is also important. Um, so, yeah, we can deliver uh, very current information to people. And like I said, uh, just have a centralized location where people come to chat with other people. Um, but we want it to be a very inclusive uh, community. So, you know, if you have a question where some people may say to themselves, oh, this is dumb, like, post it on there. Like we want to help, you know, help people because it's not going to be just Brandon and I. It'll be other members who can also assist as well, who may, um, you know, be more experienced in that subject matter that can help them. So it's just for everyone to help everyone like to build. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, you know, uh, Xavier and Deanna against Josh. Like right. everybody win. You know what I'm saying? So we want to see everyone win, uh, win um, uplift the community, something very positive right now. Because I think right now is the best time to be in business. Uh, so it's like it's go mode. It's mm. green light. Mm. Put your foot on the gas pedal mm. and press that thing down, and let's get going. Mm. That's 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 super dope, man. And like you said, how you're speaking on like pretty much helping the community. So with that being said, a question I always like to ask our listeners is, how important or do you feel like you have an obligation to help and give back to the community? Because, like, even though you just said at the start of the conversation that you you go into high schools and mentorship and stuff like that, so do you feel obligated to do things like that? I wouldn't necessarily call it an obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, some people would say it's an obligation. Me, personally, it's just a natural passion of mine, so mm-hmm. I'm going to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you could say it's an obligation to pass the information on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, I would say it's an obligation <laughs> because everyone uh, isn't brought up in a, in a good setting. And, um, go out to these uh, mentoring sessions and really pass on the information uh, to the younger generation. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's not in the school systems, you know, it's not in the, in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's left out to keep everyone average, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I would say it's my obligation to do things like this and to um, uplift the people around me who may not who may not have been as fortunate to have had this um, upbringing like mine. Mm. 
that's so important, especially yeah. since you in a, since you in a city like Baltimore, and you know we always hear what's going on around cities like Baltimore, Chicago. Uh, well, I, I actually live in I actually live in uh, Right, especially as a uh, businessman or businesswoman, yeah. and yeah. and getting back to the running side of things, do you feel like? Because I know when I run and stuff, especially if I'm running miles, I feel like you know when you run it, it's times when you get to that point where you like, yo, I'm done, I'm tired, 
But it's like some menu that's like, all right, keep on going, keep on going. Then you that runner's high. Then you just get on autopilot where you don't even feel nothing no more. All you just know your legs is moving. So do you? But do you feel like that translates and helps you as far as like with your business things? Because I feel like it does in a weird way. Yeah, I I would say it's directly correlated. Like you said, uh, even on in a business aspect where you might be ready to hang it up for a night, but you just want to roll and. Mm Your thoughts and ideas are rolling, mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, you know, I was gonna stop at midnight at one o'clock, but I'm, um, you know, I got some great momentum here, so let's, you know, keep pumping out uh, some more information or let's do some more research. See, so, yeah, I always see it directly correlated, like you said, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, a high, so to speak, where you're in the zone, mm-hmm. and like when you're in your zone, you hot, so mm-hmm. you know, you just want to stick to it, and like you said. You can never do too much in terms of your business. Never. So it's not, you know, it's not like a bad thing. You know, if you keep going for another half an hour, or hour, or however long, um, because it's only gonna help your business. Mm. Um, you know, to function, um, you know, really uh, scale. Mm, that's facts. And yeah. so, something else I want to ask real quick is, so what do you feel about, uh, like branding and networking? as far as like social media because how how I see it because this 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 is the root of this question really so yesterday I tweeted I said I don't know if you've seen it I tweeted I said if you're not on like using Twitter to network uh make money build your brand build relationships you using this app wrong and I got a lot of flack a lot of people like what I'm just on here to laugh you you too serious blah 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 this and that and I'm like then I responded to that by saying and I was like okay some of y- a lot of y'all saying I'm just on this app to laugh. Okay, that's cool, but no offense. That's probably why you broke because you got the wrong mentality and you can't even see you can't even see uh, opportunity right even when it's right in front of your face. So, like, but what do you what do you think as far as that? Do you feel like you should be using? Because I know I, I I see you on there networking. You doing things. You uh, going to like uh, re- uh real estate tweeter. I mean investor tweeters and all that. Yeah, yeah. So like, what do you think as far as the whole social media thing and networking and all that? So yeah, it's, it's definitely a great platform to network. Um, I mean that's how we made this episode possible. Exactly. Like, you know, you on you in California. I'm you know on the East Coast in Delaware. Right. I'm not, yeah, I would say it's definitely a great networking tool um, when you follow the right people. Good people, yeah. Because you choose who you follow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to follow a bunch of parody accounts, like that, that's fine. You know, that that's what you like to do. That's fine. You know, it, it doesn't hurt to, you know, see a joke come right. up, you know, online every now and then. Right. Uh, but, I, I mean, I'm definitely not going to sit on there and um, scrutinize any celebrities about how they live in or right. like, well, worry this- about uh, someone else's life you know, for the trivial matters. Um, so when it comes to networking, yeah, I would say Twitter, and also because of the um, accessibility or the, or the easeability of the uh, the app itself, where, you know, just even just making an account and um, now I know they have, like, uh, you can make lists and follow certain yeah. people for, like, you know, certain hobbies or certain interests. Um, so using that to network, it's definitely good because, like I said, there's a lot of great people on there, like mm-hmm. y'all and so many other people, um, young African-American mm-hmm. uh, business-minded individuals that have great ideas and, you know, bounce ideas off of each other to really build. Mm-hmm. And do, do you feel like, because yeah. in, my, in my opinion, I feel like it's a shift in the culture happening as far as, like, mentality-wise when it comes to 
to to like finance and ownership and just like the conversation. I see conversations, or maybe it's just me and my timeline. I see more. I see more conversations on ownership, like ownership, money, getting your money right, instead of like the just the goofy pop culture shit. So, do you feel like it's a shift happening, or do you feel like uh, not really? Yeah, I definitely think it's a shift happening um, because, like you said, people are more open about the money talks now um, than ever. Um, it's not like this thing where, you know, people are hiding behind it or it's like taboo, so to speak. Um, and also, it's very motivating when you can see someone who looks like you, who's had a similar upbringing, you know, who, li- who lives in, the, in, in a similar style uh, community, who are, you know, doing some very progressive things um, for themselves. Because, you know, so often we see on the news, it's like, okay, you know, black man killed or black man arrested for robbery. So um, the media, you know, kind of puts out this narrative that, you know, black men are this or black men are that. But as we know the truth, like, we out here doing great things. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of positive uh, black men. There's a lot of great black fathers. Yep. Um, a lot of great black engineers, black doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you name it. Uh, list can go on. So, yeah, man, just, um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I was just, not, like, do you see a shift, a, a shift in the culture? Oh, shift in, yeah, shift in, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely do see a shift in the culture. Um, and even, like, now with rappers, yeah, uh, talking about it like I know um, DJ Envy on the Breakfast Club yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Um, Offset was talking about like buying a uh, house in Atlanta. Um, what's his name? Uh, down yeah, Houston. Uh, um, Trade the truth. Um, yeah, yeah, Trade the truth. Doing some stuff down there. People like Nipsey. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nipsey out west. Mm-hmm. You know, so like every region. You know, got somebody leading the way. I mean, even Ross with the uh, Wingstop franchises. Yeah. franchises. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love the shift, man. I love it. I and love um, it's very positive. Yeah, man. And sp- just speaking of rap real quick, I... Uh I see you are like a you are avid listener of Payroll Giovanni, and I'm like, man, whenever I see somebody that like Payroll, I feel like, man, this is like an instant connection. Like, like that's like they he, he real that's real like uh, get money music. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hustler music. Yeah, it's like, hustler music. Yeah, and yeah. And I mean, even like just watching him over the course of his uh, his tapes mm-hmm. over the years, where like he's moved from just like strictly like you Street. know, You're right. Fast money talk. Yeah. To like really just talking about like um, building businesses, Business. like on the uh, ten stack commandments. You're right. Uh, where like the whole tape was just um, it was dedicated to. Best day, like, mm-hmm. so I like this, the, my favorite song on there is uh, More Than One Income. More than track number nine. Yeah. He just talked about, like, yo, he got, he said, like, he got five different plays, mm-hmm. money coming in, five different Good ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, so really just um, applying those principles, you know, to different facets of your life. Yeah. Payroll, mm-hmm. that's that guy. Yeah. Man. I don't even know. He don't got no shine. He don't. He don't. Not at all. Probably facing a possible indictment. Or yeah, something. yeah, I seen that. Um, so that's why they had to end that. Yep. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely like him, and I, yeah, anybody I put on like yeah. in the car, they like, oh, yeah, who like, is? Yeah, because yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's not mumble rap either. Yeah. Like, yeah. He is very lyrical. The beat be smooth, 
Or it'd yeah, be like some yeah. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit type sound, but it still be, it's just like it's, it's hustling music. Like it's, I don't yeah. understand how could you not like it? If you if you about your money, you about your business. I feel like you just gonna yeah. naturally gravitate to it. But Pax. he don't get his shine at the same time like he said he do because you know a lot of people like listening to bullshit right now. But you know, or like stuff with like heavy bass. Yeah, 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 <laughs> heavy, yeah, heavy bass, and everyone just has like some dance. They want to dance or something. Oh no, something like that. But. uh <laughs> But another another thing I want to ask you, because I know it's a lot of people that always ask questions like this. They say, like, all right, I want to get into investing, but I ain't got that much money. Or they say, I got X amount of dollars. It probably don't be that much. Say, I got $1,000 or whatever. And I want to I want to get started on investing. What should I do? Like, what's a, what's some steps I could take? And I'm like, I'm not a certified financial planner, so I never tell people, like, okay, this is what you should do. I just say, hey, man, do some research. But what would your advice be to people? who don't have that much, but they want to get started investing into things. Yeah, and that, that's a good point you say. Um, I just tell people, like I'm, I'm currently studying for my CFP, Certified Financial Planning mm-hmm. uh, designation. Um, so eventually, uh, you know, I want to be licensed. Um, but yeah, I always tell them, to, I give them the same disclaimer, like, hey, yeah. this is not advice, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what I did. Right. This is just information. So for someone who says they don't have much money, I mean, when you think about real estate, you can get into wholesaling with very little money. I mean, it take maybe like a hundred bucks, um, if that. You can buy a list of properties that could be, uh, you know, pre foreclosures or vacancies, things like that. Um, even going down to your local courthouse and um, going to get the list of uh, vacant homes, or like just going to um, an auction at your local courthouse, you can meet buyers there. So, you know, that takes no money. I mean, what, you don't got a car, hop on a bus, you know, $2 bus pass or that. Um, you think about stock investing, it takes very little money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can buy, you know, shares of certain companies for, you know, five, six, seven, eight, $10, $20, you know, if that. Um, so, yeah, I think the excuse of not having much money um, is, is, is over, you know, it's, it's overblown in a sense because it's about the mindset. Like mm. you just people just don't have a mindset. Mm. Um, so that that's what I would say more so than just having the lack of money because as we know, I mean, even someone who says, Okay, I don't have any money but they have a good credit score, go take a loan out from your bank. Like if you can get a loan for, you know, low interest, you know, maybe, you know, somewhere three, four percent, you know, maybe five percent, um, on the high side, get a loan, start up a business. You know, so mm-hmm. you got to be creative um, with your uh, financial uh, resources or strategies to build. So, yeah. So you mentioned that um, yeah. you work a nine to five and then you go home and run your businesses. For you, like, do you find that difficult or like how do you balance the two? Because mm-hmm. before, before you answer that, because some people say, Oh man, I can't. I work a job. I ain't got time to be running no no business. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, yo, what the, f-? like, it, like that really make me mad when I see people say that. I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'm not even gonna have this conversation with you because obviously your mentality. We don't have the same mentality, so it's nothing I could say to you to, could, you know what I'm saying. So, but what would you what would you say to people? that's like that. Yeah, uh, some people struggle with having a large workload. I think that 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 um, you know. Uh, instills fear into some people because they're thinking like when you wake up for instance you wake up at 6 a.m or whatever time you wake up you're like all right you're ready for work i go to work get off at five 
come home, you know, mm-hmm. you may make dinner, and I got to now work on my own businesses. So in your mind, you're like, dang, I'm about to essentially be working for the next 12, 13, 14 hours of the day, you know, brain just pumping out information, you know, it's movement, on the move. But what I do is um, similar to like when I was talking about selling the stocks, like break it down into segments. Mm. So don't look at the whole day in its entirety. Mm. Um, you know, all right, let me make it to 9 a.m. Let me make it to noon. Let me make it to 3 p.m., 6 p.m. Like break it down. So me personally, I break it down to three-hour segments and say, all right, by this time, this one I want to have accomplished. You know, by this time, 12 o'clock, I'm going to have this accomplished at, at, at my corporate gig. Mm-hmm. Then when I get home, it's like, all right, um, I know, you know, I got to cook. You know, I have a set schedule that I try my best to follow by, that I try, try my best to follow. So, um, yeah, time management is definitely uh, a critical skill that people, a lot of people lack, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have that or you can um, learn how to build that, um, you'll definitely be very successful mm, and I, and I, I feel like i feel like what you just said was a super valuable gem that i hope ain't go over people's heads because that's that's game that sometimes people got to pay for what you saying how breaking your day down to increments that's like that that's a small key for a lot of people there are a lot of people that's just running loose and like like a chicken with his head cut off if they just know that if you break your day down to increments that could change their life like i read how uh amazon ceo Jeff Bezos, he they say he break his day down to five minute intervals. So which yeah, when I, yeah, when I when I first heard that, I was like, yo, this is like this doesn't make any sense. This like this is stupid. What well, like why would you do that? Then I realized I'm like, yo, five minutes is such a short period of time where you gotta be in a moment. You gotta be focused on what you're doing because you only got five minutes. So I'm like, that's that's it's brilliance. Now for people that's listening. I mean, I ain't saying you need to do that because five minutes, that's like to the extreme. And I'm pretty sure he worked right. his way up to that point. So, but Correct. breaking it down to an hour, two two hour intervals, mm-hmm. that's so key and so important that a lot of people probably, they didn't even, they, they overlooked that, they didn't think about. So that's important that you spoke on that, like with time management, because that's like, if you're not good at time management, I don't care like what it is, you're not going to be successful, especially as being an entrepreneur, if you're not good at time management. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, uh, sometimes like I uh, liken it to an arcade racing game. Like just make it to the checkpoint, mm. and the game keep going. Yeah. Just make it to the checkpoint, and you know you stay on. Mm. See, man, that's that's deep, man. That's <laughs> some game for real. A lot of people, cause I know I know it's a lot of people that be struggling to 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 move ahead, but it's like yo, you gotta. It's twenty four hours in a day, bro. A day. A day. Yeah. It's a, you gotta break you gotta break it down. You can't take it on like this one whole thing. You gotta break it down. So that's right. man, <laughs> that's a valuable piece of information for real, man. Like for real, for real. But uh, another this one this is this another question I like asking people that's on the show. Are you, are you single or are you in a relationship? Relationship. You know. Okay. 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 So that kind of uh, switches my question now. So like <laughs> um, like how can I say this? So. So, how important is it for, for like, because you're in a relationship, so how important is it for your uh, significant other to be on the same, the same, the same role, like, as mentality-wise? Because how you think is great. Like, you you on, you doing great things, and you on your way to doing even greater things. So, how important is, like, her to be on that same page mentally, even if she don't have the money that you have, just mentally? 
Yeah, it's, it's very important, even down to just running a business. Uh, your, your significant other has to know that when you're building a business, it takes a lot of time. Mm. Um, so, like, you may not have as much time to allocate, right. you know, to just, like, uh, sitting around or, like, just downtime. Like I said, like, when you come off from the gig, you know, you make dinner and, like, you're doing, you know, you into your own ventures. Um, so it's very important. Uh, like, she does, she doesn't love me. Um, so, I mean, that, that helps us, like, she not in my media space. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I gotta come home. I'm like, no. Like, I love you too, but, you know, like, it's, it's, it's time to work on these projects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just it, go back to the time management thing. Um, and like you said, with the um, mental aspect, it's important because if that's someone that you see yourself being with long term, they're going to be with you on your journey. Mm-hmm. So you want someone who sees the vision, who can bring uh, something to the table that can be resourceful to the business that can help it grow. Because at the end of the day, like, y'all get married, y'all won. So exactly. your business success is, you know, her business success and vice versa, vice versa. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, being on that same mindset is critical um, because just think, if she sees you building your business, hell, you might motivate her to start up something that she always wanted to do, but she just, like, needed that one push, you know, over the hump. And now she sees you doing your thing, and it might spark something in her mind. Like, okay, maybe, you know, while he working on his business, I can work on my business. And then, you know, be like on some whole with Beyonce. Like, exactly. build an empire. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's super important and super valuable as well because, you know, you'll get a lot of people especially like successful people, they'll tell you, they'll be like, yo, if you trying to do this, are you in a relationship? Get out your relationship because it's going to be a distraction. So I always ask, that's why I always ask people like, so it's, it's so important. If you is trying to do all those things, if you're in a relationship, make sure you with somebody that understands your goals and understand your mentality and understands everything you're doing because if she, do, if she doesn't or he doesn't, mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult. It's going to be very difficult for you to, progress and get to you want to get to because you're going to have somebody that's always like you're not paying me no attention why we can't go out why we can't do this why we can't do that but it's like he focused on what he's doing like you don't you don't want no distractions once you got those goals but if you got if you with somebody that understands fully what's what's going on she understands your mindset your goals it makes it better it's like it's it's two people now instead of you just being one person so that's mm-hmm. yeah, I see y'all I see y'all building the empire over at uh, Park Hill Capital for sure. You know, yeah, man. Shout, shout, shout that out. You know, game recognized game. So, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, I, I, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, man. I I I love what you're doing, man. I, and I love the fact that uh, you took time to come out your your busy day. Like you, I know you're a busy man, so for you to even take time out your day to come and rock with us on the show. That's super love to me, man. Much appreciated. Yeah, yeah, and we and we gonna. I I feel like. Cause uh, I missed the uh, the all the, uh, the the tweet ups that would happen, so I'm like, I know the next ones. We gotta link up and where where yeah, wherever. Yeah. <laughs> Come out, man! I think uh, they they're, they're currently working on it. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard it may be in Detroit. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's not set yet. Okay. Um, and the dates aren't set yet. But yeah, we kind of running like the same Twitter circle, so I'm yeah. sure you'll see the information. Mm-hmm. If, and if not, you know, I'm, I'm gonna definitely keep you abreast. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it was definitely um, a great time mm-hmm. in Houston. I just want to touch on that real quick. Yeah, um, it was cool, man. So we went down to Houston, and it was about about fifteen to twenty of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we uh, met up um, at an office called the Cannon, 
and we were just sitting there, like, just having, like, a real intimate conversation. Like, everyone was open, you know, just talking about, like, their experiences and whatever strategy that they're using for real estate. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would definitely uh, highly recommend, you know, mm-hmm. if people come out, you know, come out. Like, it, it was, you know, it was, it was open. Like, anybody who wanted to come, come, you know, I, I flew in uh, from Philly. Um, and one of my college friends, uh, one of, he's actually my partner um, on the real estate, Reggie. Yeah, he met me out there, and he was like, hey, we're about to go out here. Like, worst case, if nobody show up, like, you know, we still going to come out here and do our own thing, you know, for the business. So it was definitely a productive trip, and um, I learned a lot myself. So, and also, um, you know, gained some valuable um, networking and, you know, contacts um, that I can, you know, have a relationship going forward with. Man, that's, that's so good. Building a relationship. I'm glad to see stuff like that happening. Yeah, because like, yeah. like, even we, like next next weekend, I'm flying out to L.A. because I'm having a meeting with this uh this another guy I met from Twitter about the nice. about the trucking industry. So okay. he wants to go in business. Hey. Yeah, he want to go in business together. I'm like, yo, let's do it. He and he experienced. So I'm like, let's do it. I'm gonna fly out. Let's meet. It ain't nothing hey, to fly as long, out. As long as the check's clear. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. You know, you, you get some paperwork. You know, so you you protect it. Yeah, and get to it. You get know? to it. Get to it. Definitely, man. And uh, just before we wrap up, one last question because I know you got you got a uh, you got stuff to do today. One last question is: What were like for the for, for the for the person that's listening that's that's uh probably going through some things or he want to do some of the things that we talk about on the show and like what would your what would your be be your best advice to give that person, male or female? My best advice would be to, and I know this may sound cliche, uh, or it may sound easy coming from someone who's experienced, right. you know, uh, you know, some success. Um, I would say like keep your head up. Uh, like what did Leah say? You know, first you don't succeed, right. dust yourself off and try again. Like you know, just it, everyone doesn't get it right on the, you know on the first uh, on the first swing. I mean, the, the greatest baseball players, they strike out. Strike out, yeah. You know, Michael Jordan missed shots. Miss, yeah. LeBron James missed shots. Yeah. You know, so don't take failure to heart. Of course, naturally, we're disappointed. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, totally. Um, and, you know, you can't fit that emotion because it's natural. But don't let it overwhelm you mm. where now it affects you ongoing. Like, you can't, you can't dwell on it. I mean, also, another thing I would say is ask questions. Enough people mm-hmm. don't ask questions. Like, they, I can't stress it enough. They, they only ask questions after they see you doing so many great things. <laughs> like, ask questions when a person's starting. Like, mm-hmm. follow their journey. You know, like, <clears throat> I'm not saying, you know, I, you, know don't, you, you can't be a leech or you can't coattail. Right. But, like, see what they're doing. All right, then start your own thing. And, you know, maybe follow them along the way or partner up, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, don't dwell on your failures and ask questions. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. That's why we have mouths to communicate. Exactly. So we have ears mm-hmm. for to listen. Exactly. And that's, that's, a, that's a super underrated comment. Ask more questions because that's... That's a simple. Anybody can ask more questions. It don't take no money. It don't take no. no it don't take nothing. So just ask a question. And a lot of us, we yeah, got like, to. <laughs> you go. When people, when people say to me, uh, they start off. I noticed a dumb question before they even asked me. I said, "Is it no question is dumb?" It's not. If you don't know, how is it dumb? 
Right. If you don't, you're, you're dumb if you don't ask the question. Yeah, exactly. You know, turn around. So, there you go. Man. <laughs> exactly, man. And this, no, this is my last question. My bad, my bad. I got one more. Though. Are you good? Yeah, good. You're okay. good. You're good. Okay. Well, who, is, who do you think is the GOAT? Lebr- or I'm going to say LeBron or Jordan? Choose wisely. You're not going to put Kobe in the mix. Oh, okay. Well, you go LeBron, Jordan, Kobe. Who you who you rocking with? Ah, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to say Jordan. Ooh-wee. I'm going to say Jordan. Okay, okay, okay. Why is, why is that? Why is that? Break it down. I would say Jordan, not just because he was undefeated in the finals, um, but also, I think, for one, he was a two-sport uh, athlete. You know, he was decent at baseball as well. Um, I mean, just to take time off from basketball and then come back and still be that dominant you know, I find that very admirable. Mm. Um, and now, I mean, right now he's a part owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. Uh, so, you know, he's doing his thing off the court um, in that aspect. Um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough argument, you know. Yeah. When people come from different generations, um, you know, of course, like the, the younger guys now, you know, all they saw was um, LeBron. LeBron, right. Prime. You know, they might as well like the latter half of Kobe's career mm-hmm. and then you know with Jordan all they have is really highlights to look at mm. um, so yeah, yeah. just you know stick, stick, stick with uh, my okay. generation um, go Jordan I, I feel I feel I feel that and that's a uh, like that, that's a answer but that's a no but real talk your answer is the answer that I could definitely respect because like what I don't like when people when I like have this conversation with people is when they say Jordan they just say six and oh six and oh but you was just like you ain't even bring up really the six and oh part you brought up other things and I'm like okay I, could, I, I definitely respect that but like this is my own my, my thoughts on it, how I feel I feel like I grew up in Chicago, so I was born in '93. But I like my whole like childhood. My dad had like Jordan, like you know, in Chicago, Jordan, like, Jordan, everything tapes. So right. I grew up, and I was a basketball player. So I grew up watching Jordan like die hard all day long, hours like all day. So and, and I was at the point I'm like, man, ain't gonna never be nobody better than Jordan. Like he just too good. Like he cold. And then LeBron came on the scene. So it took me a while. Then after 2016. I'm like, I'm going to let his, like, I feel like he the GOAT because I feel like he could do more, well, he does more with less. And he's been on so many different environments, different coaches, not even really good coaches, not even really that many good teammates a lot of the times. And I'm like, he, I just feel like he does more, well, he, he's, he's, he does more with less. But Jordan got that more killer mentality. And I don't pick Kobe, and I pick Kobe third because I've just said, like, Jordan is, I mean, Kobe is just a remix Jordan. So I was like, I can't put him, I can't, I can't put him, like, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get ready to wrap this up. But before we wrap this up, I want you to let the people know where can they find you, where can they keep in touch with you, if they got any more questions, if, if they want to know about uh, your company, 200K, or any of all this stuff, where can they find you and hit you up at? So I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Josh D. Lifestyle. That's all together, Josh D. Lifestyle. And then for the podcast page, uh, we have an Instagram, and that's CC Smack Podcast. Yep, yep. And for everybody that's listening, please go follow them. Go check them out on all, all the things they're doing because they're doing 
big big and dope and great thing so please definitely go check them out they, if you got any questions feel free to like you said ask more questions feel free to dm yeah, lately i've been getting like a plethora of dms about <laughs> stock investing yeah and all right it's cool like, i answer all actually one guy now uh we email like email back and forth like, he wanted so much information i it's like hey it'd be more um effective if we just put this in the email i gave him my email i said hey like give me a 24 to 40 hour turnaround to reply and like now He's like, yo, the information I gave him over the course of four email exchanges, he was like, that's more information than he ever had before. So that made me feel good that I can help him out, you know, things like that. And it all started from him just asking a question. Yeah, just asking a question, yeah. Just asking, so there you go, so... Whoever yep. listening, feel free to hit them up. Whatever questions you got, and like I said, bro, we definitely appreciate you for coming on, man. Keep doing the great things you're doing. We we definitely got to do this again and link up, link Thank up you. soon. Yeah. Yes, sir. Likewise. Yes, Thank you. yes ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right, y'all have a great day. You too, bro. All right. All right. All right, guys. That was another episode of the Million Mindsets Podcast with Josh. And if, like he said, if you guys want to hit him up, follow him on Twitter, Instagram, whatever his name on Instagram is Josh at Josh the Lifestyle. So follow him. Like he said, he doing. Like I said, he doing a bunch of great things. So I would definitely advise y'all to check him out. Like he said, ask more questions. Whatever it's stock investing, whatever it is, hit him up. Feel free to hit him up. And in closing, for the people who don't know, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C Miller. And please do not forget to subscribe, like rate give us feedback on our uh on our podcast we definitely appreciate it and deanna she's going to give you guys her info as well and you guys can find me on instagram at deanna kent twitter is deanna s kent and if you haven't already you can subscribe to the millionaire mindsets daily tech subscription by texting at the ad sign m mindsets to 81010 again that is at the ad sign m mindsets to 81010 and you can start receiving our daily inspirational text messages. Yep. And that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Thanks, Thank you guys for listening. See you next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next when I'm on the way. You ain't take risks because you're too afraid. I'm going to just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.